Messaged our guest Jonathan Findler about half an hour ago before he was heading over here. I was like, "Hey man, you know where to get some bud?" Because and now I feel bad. <laughs> I assumed he knew where to get. It. He's a comic, and I'm sorry, right? John. You look you look like somebody who would smoke weed. No, I get that all the time as somebody because of my demeanor and my uh, my low key. Most people assume I'm probably high half the time. The fact that you knew half of the bands in Patrick's brackets, right? <laughs> Right. I mean, it all. I mean, it all adds up. I'm. Yeah, it's never something I've just. How, how many feature acts did you disappoint over the years when you would host for them, and they'd be like, "Oh, this host is definitely gonna be able to find me some weed." <laughs> right. I. It feels like uh, as soon as people back then, especially when I was out on the road more, uh, I think just throw. I threw people off just because of my weird demeanor so half the time they were like okay we're just gonna leave him alone we never even got, <laughs> we never even got to that question to the subjective comedy podcast with brad scott brad scott is a mediocre comedian from indianapolis this is his show if you don't think it's funny remember comedy is subjective we're downloading the premiere episode of the showdown and uh we the showdown <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, yeah, thank you. Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of WrestleMania, your father's favorite podcast, and your mom hates it. The My Way Podcast with Brad and Corey. Welcome to the sequel machine. The Brad Scott experience. Brad Scott's redemption. Brad Scott live. Subjective comedy starts right now. Do me a favor. If you do, if you guys do want to hit the start the course tonight, just be careful. Don't upset. You wouldn't like this. Please. Oh, I win. I'm sorry. That's because that's not Bruce Banner. So where did you go for your first return gig? Uh, I went to the Crackers that was in Broad, Broad Ripple. Okay. Yeah. And I did that uh, a few times and then ended up getting uh, steered over to Morty's. And ah, the evil empire, uh, as I used to refer to them the back in that time. The evil empire, yes. And so I was, I was part of the dark, the Sith. <laughs> Lord Fiddler. And then now you just recorded... An yeah. album, correct? Yes, I did. I recorded that at Helium downtown, and then I uh, had the release 
party at the White Rabbit a few weeks ago. And what is the album called? Uh, it's called The Waiting. And so what was that experience like? Uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, it, mainly because I was able to, like I've been doing a lot of those jokes for so long mm -hmm. that they've become bland in my mind. This was the this was your Jerry Seinfeld, I'm telling you for the last time. Yeah. Where he did the HBO special and he said, I'm retiring all this material. I'm literally yeah. doing these jokes for the last time. Yeah, and so uh, like, I love I like the process of it and I love uh, the I actually like the release more than the actual recording. So you're like probably a big fan of show production. Yeah, I like the production, like the aspect of mm -hmm. that and then just uh, the release party, I got to see so many people that I hadn't seen in a long time that wanted to come out and show support, so that felt good. And uh, now, I there, like, there's a freedom to do it when I do stand up. Now it's like I'm it's a clean slate. Yeah, I'm you free. have to weight off your shoulders yeah. now. Yeah. I'm just like I, it's that freedom to just mess around and. Yeah, they want the old stuff; they can buy it. Right. So when's the sophomore effort coming out? Uh, three weeks. We no shit. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, another reason I may have thought that you uh, would be able to find some weed is what are you doing now outside of comedy? Uh, oh, uh, what am I doing now? I sell vintage clothing. Exactly. It right? feels like it comes with a bag <laughs> of weed with every jacket. With every jacket. Welcome to the Subjective 16. This is our part two episode of the inaugural Patrick Murray Memorial Annual Battle of the Bands. I am Brad Scott, along with producer Perk, and we're very excited because to fill out the tournament, decide the winners from our bracketologist Patrick Murray's tournament is a good buddy of mine, one of my favorite comedians, one of my favorite people, Jonathan Fendler. Welcome to Subjective Comedy, and welcome to the Subjective 16, sir. Hello, I'm excited to uh, be here. I'm excited to uh, sort this sort this bracket out. Yeah, this is all on you. And so if you guys are new to subjective comedy, we've done these in the past where our bracketologist, in this case Patrick Murray, gave us his top 16 bands. Producer Perk then put them into our uh, bracket uh, machine. We have an actual machine. Paid a lot of money for this bracket machine. and I'm waiting on your part of that. It's it's in the mail. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the PayPal payment is in the mail. Keep checking your mailbox. So they still pulled it out of the bracket machine, and we now have our tournament. And uh, aside from stereotyping you as a, a weed smoker, right. this, <laughs> this, these are the bands that, that, that the character of you, I imagine, would be listening to. Right. What was – when you saw the bracket, how familiar were you with all of the bands? Were there any that you didn't know? Uh, there are a few I didn't know, and I like there's still – like Opeth, I'm not too sure about – I, I know a little bit about King Gizzard and the wi Wizard, 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 Lizard. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one struggling with saying that. Uh, I think, are they the Australian yeah. band that does every genre? Yes, thing? yes, yeah. they do the, yeah, the, that's the one he was telling us about, that do a yeah. different genre album every time. Yeah, so yeah, I know of them. Did I, you listen to any of the bands that you weren't too familiar with? Uh, I, I listened to... Uh, one of the King Gizzard albums. Which album did you listen to? I'm not sure. what. There were so many. I just hit one and listened to some of it. And then I was like, okay, I get the, <laughs> I get the <laughs> and Were any of these bands like... Classic King Gizzard. Did any of these bands 
have you know were were they any of them your favorites or or some of your favorites? Well, well I've seen two of them live. I'm gonna guess um, Rush and Black Sabbath. No, and no. Have I seen Ozzy before? No, I don't. No, I, I. When was they did their last tour in 2016? I think Black Sabbath. I have that T-shirt, and it's worth something. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where were the two that you saw live? Uh, I've seen. I back. I saw them at Deer Creek with REM back in the 90s. Who? Uh, Radiohead. Oh, okay. Okay. And that was a really good show. It was uh, uh, REM was on their Monster tour, and Radiohead opened. I think it was. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, and then I saw the Roots uh, open for Beck. Ooh, right. Yeah. That is a, that is a great combo. That it was amazing. That was a great show. How was Beck's like show stage or uh, stage show? Uh, I like love like it was amazing. I went to one of my first concerts I ever went to was the Beck, uh, uh, the Loser. Oh um, yeah, like the uh, mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. And so I I went. Uh, like that was I think his like third album his first major label mm-hmm. and there was probably like no more than 200 people there are you serious where was it uh, it was at like an old movie theater and I can't remember it's no who longer, books that right <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can get him to do a stand up show right and it, it was amazing and I remember I'm trying to think who opened I, and I just remember getting free tickets to other shows there. Uh, like, I paid for that one, but then I got free tickets, and I ended up going to, like, 10 shows that. Oh. And now, I bet if you've been able to go back and look at, like, your ticket stubs, there's probably, like, bands that now are iconic that you had even forgotten you saw back uh, in the day. Some, like, I – some – there were some I never got – I got to see Soundgarden. Oh, shit. Like, but later on, and then it was bittersweet because, like, a week later is when oh. it, it, like, you're like, seriously? That music oh, wow. video terrified me as a kid. Well, which Black Hole Sun, yeah, right? Is one of the creepiest things. In my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to the tournament. It's tourney time, all right? We're going to go through. Each matchup one by one, we're going to get Fiddler's thoughts, and we're also going to get his uh, winners. So we'll start here in the uh, bottom left quadrant of our bracket. First matchup is the number four seed, The Roots, representing hip-hop for the tournament, taking on the Dave Brubeck Quartet. Were you familiar with the Dave Brubeck Quartet? Because to me, they sound like they should be wearing the candy stripe uh, you know, vests oh. and barbershop hats. They're okay. like, oh, my lady. Oh, my darling. Uh, they're more jazz, right? Yeah, yeah. apparently. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't I don't know much about them either, but I I do know, like, the like the phrenology album of The Roots was amazing. Yeah, Phil, I feel like uh, I can already tell Dave Brubeck Quartet doesn't have much of a chance. Well, and that's why I, when I was saw the bracket, I was like, I don't need to really invest much <laughs> in that because I... Mm-hmm. I know the, I know the answer. <laughs> and so the the like I don't know how much uh, uh, how much we need to go into it other than oh the, no the, the roots, roots right that, right yeah that 
That would seem pretty easy. So now going down to our next matchup, we have Opeth taking on Parliament Funkadelic. Okay, and that, that the band's so nice they named it twice. Right, <laughs> and that's the reason I didn't really go into Opeth very much because I'm like you knew. Yeah, I mean George the Clinton. Swedish, uh, death metal. And we also wanted to see this matchup between the Roots and. Parliament. Of course, yes. And you can't, you can't not. If, by the way, if this was basketball, these would be the two he- heaviest favorites in the tournament. <laughs> 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 Moving on to our next quadrant. Probably, I think if no, – no, we're not going to start with that one. We're going to start with Radiohead and Porcupine Tree. Number six, Radiohead taking on number 11, Porcupine Tree. I feel like I can already take a guess as where this is going because yeah. you as a – Young youth did not see Porcupine Tree. Uh, I did not see concert. Porcupine Tree, and Radiohead has a song called Fake Plastic Trees. 100% oh, yeah. it was in the Clueless movie, and on that soundtrack, that is an amazing song. It is. I mean, uh, their early albums were, uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I wasn't a big Radiohead fan, but like that song, yeah, I'm turning. Uh, which one, Fake Plastic Trees? Yeah. So Fake Plastic Trees over Porcupine Tree. Ah, yeah, Porcupine. Authentic doesn't cut it here. Now, this matchup, by far, this is your CBS primetime right. matchup. This is the one everyone it, that was watching the tournament was looking forward to. Two monsters. One feels a bit snubbed, and that is our 14th seed, Led Zeppelin. And they have a terrible first-round matchup for being you know, such an iconic band as they're taking on Pink Floyd post-metal, whatever the hell that means. Post metal, yeah, I think I know what that means. There was a that explained it. There was a singer that went crazy before, uh, like after the first album. Yeah, Sid, Sid Barrett, right? I have the. No, if you want to ask me about what happened with Black Street or One Twelve in the mid nineties, I've got you covered. No digging in. <laughs> so was this the toughest matchup for you to decide? In the first round, at least. Uh, it was because I like I listened to Led Zeppelin growing up before I listened to Pink Floyd, uh, and Led Zepp like a lot of those albums I listened to religiously. Uh, Pink Floyd has one of my favorite songs of all time. Which one's that? Uh, it's called Fearless, and it's not one of their well-known ones. It's more acoustic, and I mean, it would it would make you think, okay. That's John's favorite song. He's, <laughs> he's definitely a pothead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think that you're secretly a pothead. But you, <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just not sharing. <laughs> <laughs> so what? who wins? Uh, well, I feel like I already I know who wins because just the originality of the band. Uh, it's... Are you sure? Because it doesn't sound like you know who wins. It sounds like you almost right now don't know who. I just, I, I don't like being in this position with these two bands. <laughs> but I, Pink Floyd takes it. Oh wow! Right. They are the higher seed. They are the higher seed, but I feel like if you ever were worried about a top seed being vulnerable, it had to be Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd in that spot. Right. Yeah, yeah. So all right, let's head over to our top right quadrant, following along with your bracket, and that is we're gonna start with. Another big matchup in the first round, The Clash, the number seven seed, taking on number ten seed, Rush. Okay, well, and here is again you have The Clash, which is uh, they have so many good, good songs, 
and Rush, it, there's so much depth to their music, mm -hmm. and uh, they're almost classical in a weird way, and so I have to, I have to go with Rush. Oh wow, mild upset, but upset nonetheless. Yeah. This must have been his. I would say this was his hardest matchup. Because he's never in a rush, and he likes to avoid conflict and clashes with people. The clashing was, yeah, definitely. Uh, Favorite Rush song? Uh, Tom Sawyer. Ah, mm. but they're most iconic, obviously. Yeah. Big sports movie song, too, by the way. Sports movies love using Tom and Sawyer. They get high on you, the space of the Aye. You know, because I'm big. Big pothead. Big pothead. <laughs> Our number two seed, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, taking on a, again what feels like a bit of a snub in positioning. Black Sabbath, a 15th seed. Ozzy Osbourne is somebody you expect to come up big in tournament time, but King Gizzard, the number two seed, taking on but, Black Sabbath, the 15th seed. What did your What were your thoughts on this matchup? Well, I get I get why. King Gizzard was put as a number two seed because they're almost like masters of every genre, it mm -hmm. sounds like. But in doing so, you also not you need to pick one and you need to excel in one and not ch like cherry pick and really focus on one and and get really good at that one. That is that is the definition of the subjective 16, is Patrick <laughs> makes the bracket going, you know what, these guys could do everything. They're my number two seed. Our, our bracket finisher comes in and says, you know what, get good at one thing. Get good at one thing. So that means, are, we, uh, are you saying it? I'm saying King Gizzard, quit bragging. <laughs> bite, bite, bite a bat. Make, make, make it official. Black Sabbath. Oh, upset. upset alert! We need an upset sound for the love of God. <laughs> Wait, let me. I'm gonna. Did you, did, okay, that's apparently our upset sound. I like it. Black Sabbath. If you got your money in on FanDuel early on Black Sabbath, Black I believe, Sabbath. if I remember correctly, you were getting double-digit odds. So yeah, double-digit odds. Big payday. All right, on to our top left quadrant. 8-9 seed. Another kind of big matchup in the first round. Number 8 seed, Ween, taking on what we said at the time of recording on the episode. I'm shocked right. that for Patrick Murray, of all people's bracket, the Grateful Dead is a middle seed. Right. Right. So he looks like the human embodiment of the Grateful Dead. It's like he ate during our season. Mm-hmm. And so now Ween has a special place to be because they were on the Spongebob soundtrack that he said to listen to with my oh, kid yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's a right. great song. So we have Ween taking on the Grateful Dead. What were your thoughts on this matchup? Well, uh, like as I'm uh, younger, I love like love the weirdness and the uh, the insanity of Ween. Mm -hmm. It was like uh, Beck, but like on a uh, times 100 is the way I always thought of it. As I get older, and uh, and I get more into the groove of life, I feel like Grateful Dead has more of a, a how do you not smoke weed? I know, right? I went, I actually, uh, after Jerry Garcia died, I ended up, funny story, going to the Further Festival, uh, which is my first, it, it was like the people of the Grateful Dead band after Jerry Garcia died. Okay. And that was my first experience to uh, 
somebody that we went with went into a Kroger and came out with some ready whips. Oh, you did a whip it? No, I did not. He did it, and he was like, "All right, do you?" Want I was like, "No, I, I don't." Why do I want to do that to my like I I'm such an old stubborn man like why do I want to do that to my brain for three seconds of whatever yes. that was mm-hmm. I did that in college it is the dumbest thing because it is it's literally three seconds of a, a, extreme lightheadedness yeah when I did it the uh, the guy in our dorm uh, one of our friends he, did it, he literally just fell backwards into the bunk bed hit his head <laughs> and then it was just like but and everybody's like all right well give me a kid and I'm like wait what <laughs> That's how I feel all it the is time. the dumbest drug ever uh, conceived. Well, uh, he did it, and I was like, and I remember, like, what the fuck are you doing? And he was like, your turn. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I want, I want, uh, my thought was, I want to live. <laughs> I want to live. And you're right. And it's not a good drug for like a dead show either because. It's three seconds. Right, and I, I don't know how much it costs to <laughs> buy those. Like three dollars or something at least, right? I feel mm-hmm. like not the, worth the high. The actual high of having it on top of pumpkin pie is much better. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. And I, I mean, I've never experienced the whip it, but I, <laughs> I have to assume the sugar aspect of it is much better than one hundred percent. So, who wins out of Ween and Grateful Dead? Uh, well, I'm gonna have to. Like, much respect to Ween, but I'm going to have to go with Grateful Dead. So this is like an overtime game. You know, Ween is like the team of freshmen who are talented, have a lot of NBA prospects. But Grateful Dead is just that established university that has been there year after year, experienced. A lot of seniors, a lot of a couple fifth-year guys, a couple red shirts uh, on the squad. So, yeah, I think probably no shocker. They had the worst odds of any uh, nine or lower seed. Yeah, how are you going to – I mean – yeah, well, this is the, the middle season of ranking, too, so they should just be got, really good. Ween just got a bad spot. Yeah, 100%. I think if Ween would have had a first-round matchup like Porcupine Tree, you know, they could have had a chance yeah, to, right? make, to make a splash in the dance. Let's get to our overall number one seed. We always do them last to show them the respect. And so we're going to start with their challenger, the number 16 seed, Return to Forever. Okay. And I never heard of them. Well, the, oh, and they are taking on the number one seed, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. And just for you, the audience, so you know, no, that is not Zappin Rogers. It is not computer <laughs> love. Uh, so just in case you were wondering, because, you know, I can see how people would think that. But what were your thoughts on this matchup? Well, like I wasn't I didn't I don't know much about the 16th seed. And uh, I like respect the number one seed so much that it was just like there's no reason to look. Yeah. Into it. <laughs> yeah. Got, like he's like and I re, like him Frank Zappa and I they have we have something in common everybody thinks uh, on something and <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was a sober guy yeah and uh, I, I, what was he telling us about it do you remember oh yeah so he's uh, he was big political he's, activist right yeah, yeah. Like he sued uh, the crown yes that was right that was it because they gave him some shit about a show he's trying to put on all right, let's get right to the second round. Just like the NCAA tournament, we don't, we don't make you wait for those first two rounds. We go back to back. Here we go. Let's start in our bottom left quadrant. The Roots against Parliament Funkadelic. Okay, and this one's tough because maybe like like if the root if the Roots were like uh, had their say in it, they'd probably say no. Let Parliament 
They, go ahead. They go forfeit ahead. the game. They forfeit the game. But I, I think that what the Roots have done since then is so much more eloquent, and I mean, it's more relevant today. Uh, just uh, they've taken they've taken the whatever baton they were given and and so this is like a, this is a a changing of the of the guard a, a handing of the baton game where almost parliament fugadelic probably close game he's on the way and then afterwards the, the players from parliament fugadelic make sure to tell i think the, the roots i think parliament lost in their defense parliament lost the baton somewhere while they were out doing like the drugs <laughs> it's all the drugs make it official uh, the roots. The roots. So All sorry. right. So now heading over to our uh, our next matchup. It is Pink Floyd and Radiohead. Another big, big matchup. Right. Uh, especially for the second round. I think a lot of people would have thought these are teams that could have met in the final four. But what were your thoughts on this matchup? Okay. Again, I feel like one one. Uh, doesn't come without the other. That's what she said. That's what she said. But <laughs> in this instance, I have to go with uh, the Roger Waters and the amazing things that Pink Floyd have done. Ah, mm. experience again. It seems like it's going to be a senior tournament. Yeah. Right? The old vets. The old vets. And I'm still giving them bonus points for the whole Wizard of Oz thing. Oh, right? Yeah. I've seen that. It's just as amazing sober as if someone... I, I sat and watched it uh, not on pot <laughs> while other people were... Wait, you sat and watched The Wizard of Oz while listening to Pink Floyd? Well, I've seen that. How do you not smoke weed? I don't need to. <laughs> I'm already, was... I've, I've already got it. I'm already in the groove. You know, I've never done that. You've never... Watched The Wizard of Oz synced up. Oh, I got it. I will do it. It's, 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 they has got to have it ready now, right? Yeah, well, I have a, I have a copy. Oh, okay. And that album's really good just to listen to loud yeah. anyway. Like it goes through, you listen to the album twice to get the whole movie, and it syncs up both times. It's crazy. It's pretty good. Well, it's not crazy. It was intentional. Yeah, it would be crazy if they just happened to make that album, and then well, they were, they and then one of one of the guys was like, "Hey, did you guys notice if you actually put, play our album twice in a row, it perfectly lines up with the? No way, oddly, that was unintentional." Oddly enough, if you watch the movie What About Bob, it syncs up perfectly to the album. Also, are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how little I know that I was like, "Ah, oh, let's do that one, producer Perk. I'd rather okay. do that. I'd rather watch What About Bob synced up." I don't know. I'm going to probably do it because I've got. Uh, <laughs> Bill Murray's performance in that is amazing. Right. Uh, all right. Next matchup. Another tough one. Black Sabbath. Cinder, our, our Cinderella for the tournament. Let's see yeah, if the glass slipper, slipper will hold up and, and take him to the final four. Takes on Rush in the Elite Eight. Black Sabbath and Rush. Okay. So. Uh, well, how hard are we rocking here? Black Sabbath. Ozzy Osbourne, in his, the late stages of his life, decided he wanted to be a reality TV star. Mm-hmm. Sharon! Sharon! And uh, Rush stuck with their music. Oh! Ooh. Yeah, in the gym every day, not doing endorsements, right. not out there filming movies like Space Jam. Rush was in the gym. And so it's like, who you marry is important. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rush. <laughs> Cheryl! Cheryl! All right, and now our final Elite Eight matchup. 
Number one seed Frank Zappa takes on number nine Grateful Dead. Really tough second round matchup yeah. for the overall number one seed. Well, the, the thing I appreciate about Frank Zappa is uh, just his uniqueness and his ability to like be not whatever. Like he was true to himself the, the whole. The whole time it seemed like, mm-hmm. and uh, there, like I'm a big fan of 70s SNL. He, mm-hmm. they did some performances there. One, oh, yeah. uh, they had Belushi out with them. Oh no shit! And I love. Oh that. yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I absolutely loved uh, that performance. He was uh, uh, the uh, samurai. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With it, and it was so weird and beautiful. Yeah. It was like and weird but accessible. Grateful Dead would have never done that. So. Oh wow! Make it official. We've Frank, been too high. Frank, Frank, baby. Frankie, baby. All right, we're gonna take a quick break for social media plugs and to tell you a little bit about hosting your podcast on Spotify, and we will be right back with the final four. You're listening to the Subjective Sixteen. Welcome back to the Subjective 16. We are at that moment, folks. It is time for the final four matchups. And this tournament has been exhilarating. We've had a couple oh, yeah. of overtime games. We've had, uh, we had some upsets. We saw Cinderella make it to the second round, but then the glass slipper broke. It feels like we have heavy favorites in the final four, heavy favorites. The matchups are Frank Zappa taking on the Roots, but we'll start with our other matchup. It is the number ten seed Rush, who's basically, you know, this is this is Cinderella in a way as well. Yeah. Uh, Rush kind of benefited obviously from getting the the upset pick of Black Sabbath over, uh, you know, King Gizzard. Right. And they are unfortunately to find themselves matched up with the, the three seed who's just handling business, Pink Floyd. So Rush, the 10 seed versus number three seed, Pink Floyd. What are your thoughts, Fendler? Gosh, this one's tough because, I mean, it's just the depth of the music is, I mean, it's so original. And, but uh, I think we have to go with Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. What, 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 what tipped them over the scale? I don't know, just personal like experiences with the music, not the, the lack of drugs, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you say. So I say. All right, let's go to our other final four matchup. Who is going to meet Pink Floyd in the championship? Number one seed Frank Zappa takes on the number four seed The Roots. Okay, in this in this one, it, it's also tough. Uh, Frank Zappa uh, did not agree to be on the Jimmy Fallon show. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so Frank Zappa takes that. Well, in fairness, he's... Make it official. Frank, baby. Frankie, baby. The, the upside. I feel like yeah, that's another... That's another... If it's not overtime, it's like a final shot yeah, right. going in at the buzzer. So... We are arrived at our final matchup. This is the championship. This is for everything, and it's it's two heavy favorites. 
a three seed and a one seed. You know, they say all the time, when you bet the tournament, bet the math, because the math usually holds true. So three seed Pete Floyd against number one seed Frank Zappa in a neutral location. Fendler, what are your thoughts? Well, um, what what do you guys think I'm going to go with? Ooh, a producer perk poll. I like that. Uh, I would predict Frank Zappa based on your excitement of him uh, when we first started talking about it. Right. I I would lean that way, but I've 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 had the feeling of um, you know kind of history has mattered, yeah, and I do think Pink Floyd's a little huh. They're gaining momentum too going through. The yeah, time. I think Pink Floyd has is is the more historical team, so that would be my prediction. Finler, what are your thoughts? Uh, I like appreciate both what you say is. Right, but the, the history does matter, and the uh, Pink Floyd wins this bracket. Ooh. Whoa! Make That's it a, official! Uh, Pink Floyd over Pink Frank. <laughs> Frankie, baby! Not Ooh. this time, baby! So close. So close. Great uh, I would love. Matchup. I would have loved to see them in a concert together. Mm-hmm. To yeah. really see who could bring it. And, Zephyr I mean, couldn't make it over the wall. Have you seen Pink Floyd in concert? I was trying to remember if I'd uh, seen. I feel like I've seen them. Uh, Is them in that Pink Droid, the the robot tribute band? I feel like it would be. It's weird for me to not remember that, but. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> Could it? Wonder why you don't remember that? You lying piece of shit. No. You're high now. No way. No, but have you? He was. You missed producer Perk. Uh, jumping in there. Go ahead and get it back to him. Oh. Yeah, Have you seen the pink? What you said, pink robots? Uh, pink droid. They're the, pink droid. They're the Floyd, Pink Floyd tribute band, and they're like robots. They play here all the time. Like they're, they're at the Vogue a lot. Okay, no, I haven't yet. I already put on a good show. No, I have to go see it. They're, wait, they're just actual robots? Yeah, it's it's a gimmick tribute band, but they're actually good. But you said okay, okay. Pink droid. I know, but the way that you had said the first time, I thought this was like some sort of like thing where they had set up robots that were able to like play not instruments. For, like, yeah, like animatronics. Rock. And yeah. I was going to be like, well, you're giving them a lot of credit saying they put on a great show. Yeah. Oxygen's prime isn't singing. How amazing if the old showbiz crew put on a Pink Floyd. Uh, right? <laughs> Have you seen the videos? Uh, a guy bought those. Okay. Like animatronics. And he sets them up to where they do. They sing pop culture songs. Oh, wow. It's, awesome. it's Fucking amazing. Great, yeah. Go Google the Rock of Fire uh, Explosion. Okay. That's the band name. They're, they're gonna, from now on, when people ask me who my favorite bands are, I'm going to say the Rock of Fire Explosion. Rock of Fire Explosion. And they're, who's that? Oh, you remember the Chuck E. Cheese band? The gorilla was the keyboardist. <laughs> they had a dog playing a guitar for some reason. And the cheerleader just, <laughs> just cheering. Yeah. All right, that is our bracket, folks. Hey. Our winner, Pink Floyd, takes home the inaugural... First annual memorial Patrick Murray bullshit battle of the bands, whatever I came up with, is complete. John the Fendler, we want to thank you for coming yeah, in and absolutely. picking our winners. Thanks for having me. I hope uh, I hope Patrick's not mad at me. That's my that's I guess that's not a worry. Well, Patrick's always ha- always high, so it's hard for him to get mad. Yeah. Right. Something you would know nothing about, <laughs> allegedly. We may have to do a react. Maybe we should do a reaction show. Have you both on to kind of okay. uh, talk this out, and, and let, he can you can let him know what you thought of his seating. He can let you know what you thought of his matchups. Right. 
But yeah, thank you again for joining us. Oh yeah, thanks, Jamie. And uh, we have exciting coming this April. We're gonna have the Subjective 16 WrestleMania edition Ooh. with Jason Nicholson and Brent Terhune. What? So keep following the podcast. Make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. I mean, follow us on all platforms. But Spotify is where we host, so it is kind of you know our zaddy. Please follow us on Spotify. Share the podcast. You're listening. To the Subjective 16 for Jonathan Fendler, producer Perk. I'm Brad Scott. Bang! Hey, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Fendler, if you didn't think this episode was funny, what? Comedy is subjective. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. You almost got me.